Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Good evening and welcome to Wrestling Rewind. I am your host, Angel Amoroso, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. What's up, girl? What's up? So tonight, uh, we are here for an installment of Wrestling Rewind's Wrestling Archives, where we're taking you back. Taking you back. And I, must a, I must look like a half a bag like that. <laughs> so uh, this evening we're going to be focused on focusing on uh, wrestling referees. Awesome. So let's get to that. <clears throat> I wonder how far back they're going to go. So we have focused on other positions today. We're going to talk about. Referees. Very important part. Very important part. These are all very important roles in professional wrestling. You must know the history of everyone in order to appreciate the business as a whole. So we are here to bring you back and educate you on every position in professional wrestling. So today, referees. In professional wrestling, a referee is an authority figure present in or near the ring during matches. The referee's purpose is similar to that of referees in combat sports, such as boxing or mixed martial arts, that is, uh, as an arbitrator of the rules and the person in charge of rendering decisions, when in reality, the referee is like uh, the wrestler. Uh, yeah, a participant in executing matches in accordance with its script, including its predetermined outcome, and it is responsible for controlling the flow of the match and even relaying information uh, in the match and, you know, or instructions from the backstage officials to the wrestlers. Like uh, wrestler referees are also responsible for maintaining kayfabe and must render decisions in accordance with uh, promotions kayfabe rules. Now we're going to get a little bit into kayfabe in professional wrestling uh, terms is also a work is a noun is the portrayal of stage events within the industry as real or true uh, specifically the portrayal of competition rivalries and relationships between participants as being genuine and not staged the term kayfabe has evolved to also become a code word of sorts for maintaining this reality within the direct or indirect presence of the general public. So being crippled, that's not reality? I guess they don't Uh, understand that. Right. Okay, so uh, the purpose, the kayfabe purpose 
in professional wrestling uh, referee is to render decisions, pinfalls, submissions, disqualifications, and countouts uh, during a match. But the legit purpose they serve is to transmit messages to wrestlers about the progress of matches, communicate with them about the amount of time left, plus the beginning and the end of the commercial breaks on live broadcasts. Mm. And if necessary, help them gauge the crowd uh, reaction as well as reminding them of the match script. So uh, they also have a key role in ensuring that wrestlers are physically capable to continue and to stop the match, inform the opponent if there is a risk of injury present. According to referee uh, Jim Corderas, the purpose of a referee is to help talent to tell a story while being invisible. Now, Jim Corderas is um, also, you know, his real name is Demetrius Corderas, better known by his referee name, Jimmy Corderas, is a Canadian professional wrestling referee, commentator, and television personality who currently works for Canadian TV sports network, uh, Sportsnet. He is best known for his 22-year tenure in the WWE from 1987 to 2009. Don't and know. I, I know Dick Worley. Shot I know at Jimmy. There's a shot of Jimmy Corderas. All right. So presently, referees wear uh, wireless earpieces to allow backstage officials to communicate with them during matches. Referees are also selected by their employers subject to their height and weight. And normally referees would be no more than six feet. 183 uh, centimeters tall. Take away from the boys. Right. Weigh no more than 180 pounds, 81.5 kilograms, and may generally display a non-athletic physique. Examples of this, uh, WWF referee Michael Chioda and Charles Robinson. Wrestlers who either began as referees or retired from the ring and continued as referees. Often were under six feet and the purpose uh, of the, uh, the size discrepancy purely is to emphasize the height, weight, and um, the muscularity of uh, some of the larger wrestlers and to compensate for the smaller stars. Michael Chioda uh, was an American professional senior referee who most recently worked for All Elite Wrestling. Before his release on April 15, 2020, Kyoto was the longest tenured referee in WWE history, having been with the company for over three decades. Wow. Yeah, that's Kyoto. But, you know, we're not looking at the referee unless he's being a big part of the action, you know. Well, he's a huge part of the action. He's in the ring at all time, and you got yeah, to depend I mean, on him to count that three count yeah. in order to win. So he's yeah. he's very important. In recent years, to prevent the spread of bloodborne diseases such as hepatitis, WWE referees began keeping a pair of latex medical gloves in their pocket. This policy remains today. Uh, gloves are put w- wherever a wrestler is bleeding, which is a great idea uh, in, yeah. in any area. Although uh, the X sign, although professional wrestling is worked and we'll get to that word worked is the same. Okay. Worked as a noun, anything planned to happen or rationalize lie uh, is the opposite of a shoot. 
uh, a verb as a verb, it's to methodically attack a single body part over and over again. But, you know, as this, we mean a work. Yeah. So uh, real injuries can be sustained in such an event. The referee raises their hands above their head into an X shape to alert backstage officials that paramedics, as well as any other wrestlers that uh, what, it, what is going on um, is really happening. And X cross uh, the chest is a warning. It signifies that a wrestler may be injured, but is still able to compete. In recent times, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling and uh, WWE have used the X sign to signify as a, I'm sorry, to signify the storyline as well as legitimate inju injuries. An example of this is when AJ Styles was kayfabe injury after being hit with a power bomb off stage uh, through a table by Bully Ray. Another example is during the 2006 Money in a Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 22 when Matt Hardy performed a suplex on Ric Flair from the top of the ladder and the two referees, Jim Corderas and Michael Chioda, used the X sign. Uh, Flair re-entered the match minutes afterwards. Uh, showing that he was not legitimately injured. Yeah, but for example, after the X sign is given, the officials uh, backstage would communicate to the referee if necessary, revise plans to end the match quickly. There is also a blow off sign, um, which uh, raising both arms straight up if a wrestler seemed injured but feels he can continue. Uh, following AEW All Out, where a match was stopped in the middle for a medical checkup, referees now have two-way radio communications so they can observe incidents during the match that they may require medical attention by communicating with the medical officials if necessary on the spot instead of uh, the X sign. Referees are now able to stop the match uh, on the spot with the radio communications, which I, I, I imagine is much easier for them. To yeah, because, I mean, the guys are working it. So how do you know the guy's hurt? If he can't verbally tell you, like Dynamite, he couldn't talk. Right. So he can't even tell anybody. Guys can right. still be stomping on you. You're, you're dying. You know? Right. So now we have uh, distractions and bumps. Uh, most professional wrestling promoters have a kayfabe rule that referees do not make decisions based on anything they do not personally witness. Because of this, distracting and capacitating the referee is often an element of the match, especially in standard matches where a wrestler is liable liable to lose a match by disqualification for performing an illegal move. Distraction or incapacitation of the referee is usually a precursor to the villain wrestler either performing a normally illegal move without any consent, consequence or outside interference in the match or known as a run-in. Less commonly, the heroic wrestler might appear to win the match by pinfall or submission if for the referee being distracted or incapacitated. Uh, these pre-planned temporary injuries to the referee are known as bumps. Mm. And then we have uh, bumps. So it's a to fall on the mat or the ground, a flat back bump is a bump in which a wrestler lands solidly on their back with high impact, spreads over as much the surface as possible. So, a bump. There we go. Did you ever see the monkey bump? Of course. Oh, my God. Chris. 
Unbelievable. Incredible. And so once and you're done. Right. So distracting the referee is usually a deliberate tactic uh, done by the villain, his manager or someone else in his corner. It can also take the form of a referee taking an inordinate amount of time to talk to the heroic wrestler. But for violating the rules, incapacitating the referee is usually done by um purportedly accidental uh, collision with a wrestler or wrestler missing an attack on the opponent and hitting the referee instead. This is a famous one. There's sometimes a referee may be incapacitated by deliberate attack by the villain or his manager. Uh, Yeah. When any of these happen the referee usually appears to be knocked unconscious for a period of time by the by move that is not considered particularly devastating when applied to a wrestler uh this has gained criticism over years as many referee bumps are supposedly uh depict the wrestlers uh are exceptionally powerful, but in many situations, referee bumps simply make the referee appear unrealistically weak and fragile. Perhaps the most infamous example of this happening at uh, the otherwise universally acclaimed pay-per-view WrestleMania 7 uh, during a match between Triple H and The Undertaker when The Undertaker knocked out referee Michael Chioda with a single stomp and a single elbow to the back, despite the relative uh, lack of brutality, Yoda um, was kayfabe unconscious and sold for a solid ten minutes. For a solid ten minutes. Wow, I mean that's it that is a pretty long to sell. But I mean he's supposed to be you know Mister Common Guy referee, so yeah. he's by the Undertaker, so you know reasonable to sell that long. And then we have the special guest referee is the stipulation for any match in which the usual referee is replaced with a guest filling in as an official celebrity, such as Muhammad Ali in the main event of WrestleMania one managers and other wrestlers can guest as special referee. In some cases, uh, a special referee in, in put into, is put into a match, which is already a different type of match stipulation. For example, Hell in a Cell with the special guests, usually like Shawn Michaels. The special referee would often be biased towards uh, or against no, competitors, or it could be assigned as special referee to ensure that the match is... Uh, you know, called down the line in the WWF in September 1999. After all the referees got sick of continuously being attacked by wrestlers, they gave on a strike, leading the other WWF workers, uh, most notably Harvey Whippleman and Tom Pritchard, along with uh, non-striking Jim Corderas, becoming scab referees until the night after Unforgiven, where Vince McMahon gave the regular referees more authority in the matches, along uh, with firing Triple H for striking on that same night. Now, uh, Uh, that's really crazy, man. I could never work like that. Harvey Whippleman, uh, Bruno Lauer, is an American professional referee and manager and uh, better known as his ring names, Downtown Bruno. Downtown Bruno. Uh, yeah, he managed Bertha Faye and all those people, uh, the Jerry Lawler's stables and people in the past. 
So uh, downtown Bruno, good guy. Uh, Tom Pritchard is a retired professional wrestler, author. Uh, he's the oldest of the Brit- Pr- Pritchard brothers. Bruce Pritchard. So, uh, yeah, that's him. And then, all right. Though rare, it is not unheard of for normal referees to engage in storylines where they become biased against, uh, yeah, one particular wrestler. Uh, Danny Davis. Particularly in wrestlers in a manner usually reserved for special referees. Danny Davis being an example. Also, one of those famous examples uh, is Earl Hepner in 2000, who became biased against the dominant Triple H. Uh, out of spite, Triple H constantly abused him during their matches. This culminated on April 26, 2000 edition of Raw is War, uh, where Hepner counted as fast as he could while Chris Jericho was pinning Triple H with the <laughs> WWE Championship. Line. A more recent example is Scott Armstrong, a referee who was in cahoots with the authority during the years of 2013 to 2016, often make fast counts when it was advantageous to members uh, of the authority and often coming out during referee bumps during matches uh, where the authority members were competing. So uh, Scott Armstrong is a producer, referee, retired wrestler, better known as Scott Armstrong. He worked for the WWE and is the oldest son of Bullet Bob Armstrong. Uh, James, yeah, Steve, Brian, and Brad are his brothers. You know, Scott? Yeah, how is it funny that that uh, it, whatever they did down in, you know, other areas like it doesn't translate in WWE sometimes. It just right. There's not Earl a lot Hepner. of shit in Cowboys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Earl Hepner been around for a long time. American re- retired professional. He's a legend. Uh, he last officiated all elite wrestling. He's best known for his time as a senior referee for the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, from 1988 to 2005. It's gotta be at least my age, right? Yes, I mean he's. Let me see. He has refereed. Oh, 49. He's older than me. He played a prominent role in the inaugural main event card in 1988, which Andre the Giant controversial, controversially defeated Hulk Hogan for the WWF World Championship, um, as well as the infamous Montreal Screwjob yeah. during the main event in 1997 Survivor Series. He also participated in a number of storylines, including the uh, feuds with, with the McMahons and Helmsley, fa- Helmsley faction and the Alliance. Uh, he was in TNA from 2005 to 2017 and was inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame in 2015. Mm-hmm. So Earl Hebner. Yeah. Got a lot of money all those years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's see. I did not forget anything. So Get away from your brother, though, you know what I mean? Uh, right, right. So then we got the special outside referee, uh, which is also known as a special enforcer or a special guest referee is the same as a special referee. But the guest referee stays on the outside of the ring enforcing what the normal referee does not see. These guests are sometimes known as enforcers. The most infam- 
inf the most famous of which was Mike Tyson. Yeah. Served as the special guest enforcer for the WWF championship match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania XIV. And Chuck Norris, who served, oh, Chuck Norris, who served as a special guest enforcer at the 1994 Survivor Series and a match between The Undertaker and Yokozuna. Right. Special enforcers can become regular referees if the original inside referee becomes KP permanently incapacitated. Otherwise, uh, though, the enforcer it generally has no decision-making power and is really put into the match to physically force wrestlers to obey the rules or physically remove interfering of wrestlers from the ring. Yeah, I think uh, Joe Lewis was a special referee. Yeah. And then we move on to personal referees, which is an effective gimmick for the villain wrestlers to is to have a personal referee who is on the permanent payroll of the villain. The referee can simply uh, be a lackey or a, a loyal ally with a senior position. This is a, a broader extension of the corrupt referee gimmick that the referee uh, allegiance is openly made public and is blatantly flaunted to incense the audience. The referee himself is exempt from punishment due to his official position. Examples include uh, when the New World Order recruited WCW's referee Nick Patrick and he became the sole official of the NWO matches. Oh. He officiated every single match of the wow. NWO sold-out event in 1997. Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen had their own personal referee in WCW, Charles Robinson, who eventually adopted the look and the mannerisms of yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah. Yes, and it earned the nickname Little Nate from Flair's nickname Nature Boy. Uh, for a time in WCW, referees would not work Scott Steiner's matches, so he employed Mark Slick Johnson as his personal referee. Johnson had black and white uh, paint on his the top of his head, and he wore an NWO logo on his shirt, and he had a whistle around his neck, just like ECW is Bill oh, Alfonso. Wow. Uh, another example of this is when Kurt Angle had uh, Daivari oh. and his personal referee during the late 2005 with Daivari uh, starting the match as a referee of Angle's match against John Cena for the WWE's World Championship at 2005 Survivor Series. After Eric Bischoff was fired weeks after this, uh, Daivari was re uh, alleged uh, to be angles manager so uh yeah, we had our own back in our little group we had uh spanky one two three we go over. all right you bill alfonso who's been around for a long time is a professional wrestling referee known as fonzie we'll say achieved his greatest success in extreme championship wrestling in the mid 1990s he's uh well known for blowing his whistle that almost always ha is hanging around his neck, which he blew constantly during the, the friggin' matches there. He yeah, met Bob Van Dam and Sam Sabu and all those guys. And oh, he was a, a referee in WCW. Yeah. So then uh, Mark Johnson 
was a referee for world I'm sorry for world championship wrestling and total nonstop action. Uh, and that's all on him. Uh, <laughs> then we got let's see. Um, I think that the, the most famous out of all that was Danny Davis. Because Nick Patrick. Yeah, he was one of the, Danny Davis was one of the, the nightmares. So he was a legit yes. worker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we got uh, Nick Patrick. Uh, so is a retired professional wrestling referee uh, for World Championship Wrestling and WWE. And um, let's see, he also served under the developmental t- territory in Deep South Wrestling until the company's closing, and is a former head referee for Florida Championship Wrestling. There goes Nick Patrick. Uh, let's see. There was another dude I wanted to look up here, but okay, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. And then we got the attire of mm. the referee. There's a comparison here between uh, Raw and SmackDown brand referee attires from the past years. And though there is mm. uh, no longer much of a difference between the attire between the two, the one used to wear a black and white shirt and the other one used to wear just a blue shirt. So. Yeah. You know, with some faint black lines, so right. All right, so the wrestling uh referees wear different attires in each promotion, actually. They claim not too many, though. WWE referees have had a series of different uniforms throughout the years, and from 1970 until 1983, uh, and still operating under Worldwide Wrestling Federation banner, referees wore black and white striped shirts comparable to referees in other sports such as ice hockey, basketball, and American football in the mid-1980s until 1995. A World Wrestling Federation WWF referees attire consisted of a blue-collared shirt with black trousers, boots, and a bow tie, uh, similar to that of a boxing official. Beginning with the March 13, 1995 episode of Monday Night Raw, the uniform was changed back to the black and white striped uh, shirt with the WWE patch on the left breast as well as the shoulders. With the WWE brand extension in 2002, referees appeared on SmackDown, began wearing uh, blue polo shirts with black pinstripes. There you go. Mm. Differentiating themselves from the Raw referees who continued to wear uh, the black and white shirts. Uh, when ECW was revived in 2006, their referees were given black shirts. As of 2007, they had gray and black polo shirts. As of 2008, however, all referees wore black and white striped shirts and were no longer brand executives. On November uh, 2010 episode of Raw, the referees were boxing referees attire as part of the old school Raw episode um, since the re-establish of, reestablishment of the brand extension in 2016 WWF referees have given color designated on uh, colors designated on patches with logos for instance blue for Smackdown and red for Raw however next and WWE's formal uh, former develop, developmental tuned global brand has the next logo patches formerly yellow until 2021 in place of WWE logo patches. A lot uh, of thought goes into that. 
Right. In WCW, referees wore collared shirts with bow ties until around 1999, until they switched to striped shirts during the invasion storyline in WWE, known uh, at the time as WWF. The WCW referees wore white polo shirts, switching near the end of the storyline to baseball jersey-style gray shirts with a small black WCW logo on the left breast and and one on the right sleeve. In ECW, uh, referees first wore striped shirts as they split off from the NWA and later wore all black uniform akin to uh, those mixed martial arts ref, ref, you know officials uh, later with a half black half red shirt and all the all black uniform would return for the first two WWE one night stand events before giving way to brand extension ECW referee shirts they should pay uh, that much attention to the way they run the storylines and the way they run the business. Exactly. In Impact Wrestling, referee uh, have shirts have been switched from striped shirts to the boxing referee attire on occasion. In AEW, referees wear black and white striped shirts with the AEW logo, except for pay-per-view events where the referees' shirts contain a patch uh, of the logo uh, of the event on the right breast in the AEW, uh, Aubrey Edwards noted on social media, the promotion has a deal with Canton, Ohio manufacturer Smitty official apparel, which supplies a grid and football specific two inch wide striped shirt for officials. Hmm. Special referees wear themed versions of these. For example, it is um, if, if a regular female wrestler or celebrity is cast, she would typically wear a skimpier version of a normal referee shirt. This practice uh, was phased out in WWE throughout 2010s as a reflection of the general trend of treating female wrestlers less as models and more like genuine athletes. Mm. Both WWE and AEW now regularly feature female referees uh, on their programs, uh, wearing the same uniform as their male counterparts, which is great. Others may add a referee-style shirt to their normal costumes, such as uh, Mick Foley, who wore rumpled white dress shirt with black stripes uh, and painted on it while aberrating uh, matches. Yeah, oh, in these yeah in these cases, the emphasis is on the character temporarily assuming the referee's role. It's ridiculous, is what it is. Yeah, you know, it makes you see why business is not good. Exactly. They, I mean, it, he's just got to play every part. So, okay, uh, moving on to notable referees in history. Randy Anderson uh, was a referee from, uh, let's see, well, he was born in 1959. Uh, let's see, he worked as an amateur wrestler, and he worked for the NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions, and World Championship Wrestling. Little Randy, remember Randy? Yeah. Randy him. Anderson. Yeah. Good guy. And then we got Jason Ayers is an American wrestling referee working. Let's see. He worked for WWE refereeing matches on WWE SmackDown and 205 Live. 
he also produces next. And, yes. Then we got Jessica Carr, who oh. is a, a former wrestler and referee. She is signed to WWE in a SmackDown brand as a referee under the name Jessica Carr. After signing with the company in 2017, Heiser became the first female WWE referee since the 1980s. She is also known by her ring names, Jessica K and uh, Ken, I'm sorry, Kennedy Brink. Brink on the independent circuit. She regularly worked for Maryland Championship Wrestling. And that's a shot of her. Yeah, Jessica. I don't really remember any women. No? Okay. Uh, then we got John Cohn. And John Cohn is a referee that works for WWE, WWE under the Brawl brand. Excuse me. Cohn also works in the corporate role of senior manager of talent relations for the WWE. Uh, Pretty important job there. I yeah, I can't say I've never seen him. Yeah. Well, we watch a lot of WWE. Let's face it. Right, right. And then we get to dangerous Danny Davis. Uh, who was a referee and a wrestler best known under his ring name, Dangerous Danny Davis. He worked for World Wrestling Federation for years, competed as Mr. X, a mass wrestler, while also working as a referee. And then we move on to Jack Doan, uh, a referee, worked with WWE from 1991 to 2013. Yeah, he's yeah, familiar. Yeah. His face is familiar, though. Yeah. Okay, Aubrey Edwards. Do we? Okay, Aubrey Edwards is uh, known as Aubrey Edwards. Uh, is an American video game developer and professional wrestling referee currently signed with All Elite Wrestling. She is uh, the promotions project coordinator and the co-host of AEW Unrestricted with Tony Schiavone. There she goes. She's got some creative jobs. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then we got Dan Engler. Uh, Let's see. He's better known as Rudy Charles. Best known for his referee in uh, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, where he was the promotion senior referee in July 2013. He joined the WWE at their Performance Center as a referee for Next. Uh, he is currently signed to WWE Raw Brand. Yeah, I think he looks a little familiar. Okay. And then we got Tiger Hattori. Oh, yeah. And Tiger is a Japanese retired wrestler and referee and manager best known for his work as a referee in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, He is currently a foreign liaison officer of NJPW. He's a great guy. Yes, yes, yes. I take care of any American that's over there. Like, as far as you go the extra mile, I'll take care of it. Okay, and then we got Earl Hepner. Uh, let's see. Earl Hepner is an American referee, retired professional referee who last officiated for AEW. He's best known for his time as a senior referee for World Wrestling Entertainment from 1988 to 2005, along with his identical twin brother, Dave. 
played a prominent role in the inaugural main event card in 1988, in which Andre the Giant controversially defeated Hulk Hogan for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, as well as the infamous Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, I, I've read about Earl um, and, and Dave, you know, twin, yeah. twin referees. So amazing stuff there. Yeah. And then we have Joe Aguchi. Another very famous liaison type of guy. Road agent. Was a Japanese wrestler, uh, road agent, and on-air personality referee best known for his tenure with Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance and All Japan Pro Wrestling. The first official Japanese referee in the NWA. He was known as one of the best referees in the business and the most popular referee in Japanese personal history yes he was very well liked very well liked everybody loved that guy and then we move on to brian hildebrand and brian curtis hildebrand was an american professional wrestling manager uh wrestler and referee who sometimes went by the name of mark curtis Although trained in brawling technical and high-flying wrestling techniques, he spent most of his career as a manager and referee. Yeah, there, Brian, he, he died, he yeah. Yes, Brian passed away actually yeah. uh, kind of early. Yeah, he was a uh, that was a kind of tragic. Loved the boys loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a really good guy. And then we have uh, Theodore Long, play, Teddy play, Long. Play. Uh, is uh, a retired professional wrestler, also a manager, currently signed to WWE, where he appears on occasion, serving as an on-screen authority figure. Long began his career in the National Wrestling Alliance and made his WWE uh, debut, and well, then the World Wrestling Federation, in 1998 as a referee. He transitioned to become an on-screen manager in 2003 and later served as general manager of SmackDown. For two tenures, lasting a, a combined of six combination of six years, as well as one stint in ECW as a general manager. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. He's got that SWF he's involved in now. He's up. Oh, always, always got something going. Good, good yep. for Teddy. Keep it going. Yep. And then we then we have uh, Joey Morella who was uh, a referee from the World Wrestling Federation and the adopted son of former wrestler and then a WWF announcer, Gorilla Monsoon, yeah. uh, Robert Morella from Willingsboro Township, New Jersey. And he, he died on the road, didn't he? Right, yeah, yeah. Poor Joey. Man. And then we got Shane McMahon. Uh, okay. Is in a is best known for his tenure in WWE where he is a wrestler producer and my uh, minority owner. He is the founder and executive vice chairman of uh, I Dynamics, formerly seven stars cloud group. Now you want to know something for not, I don't know how much training he did, but he did some freaking crap, man. I'm telling you, I'll tell you, you what, you give he's one of the best that. guys. He was one of the best guys on a roster. Unbelievable yeah. the things that he could do. Just incredible. Yeah. Okay. And no fear at all. N- none whatsoever. Then we got Charles Robinson, uh, senior referee and former professional wrestler. He is currently signed at WWE and the SmackDown brand. It's Charles Robinson. 
the, what's that? That's the mini Ric Flair. And then we got Billy Silverman, uh, William Daly, better known as Billy Silverman, referee, worked for World Championship Wrestling and World Wrestling Federation and later World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, yeah, we've got to have uh, Billy on one day. Yeah. We have uh, Kayoi Wada. Ah, all right. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Is a Japanese uh, wrestling senior the referee, best known for his work in All Japan Pro Wrestling. He is the longest tenured member of All Japan Pro Wrestling roster, having worked for the company since 1972 to present day. Throughout wow. his career, he refereed some of the most famous matches in Japanese pro wrestling history, making him one of the most recognizable and popular figures. Right. There he goes. Yeah. There he goes. Wow. 60, only 67 years old. Wow. Got a long career for that. Yeah. And then we got Tim White. Uh, Tim White. Listen, Tim had, White's in there, and I don't see Dick Worley. I'm going to call those people tomorrow. I know. Uh, Tim White worked with the World Wrestling Entertainment as a producer on the SmackDown brand during the 1980s and 90s. Uh, we worked with Andre the Giant as an assistant in addition to his referee duties. Jim <coughs> Ross would call Tim White, Tim White the fighting Irishman. Hmm. You see a lot of these people had multiple, they did multiple things, you know, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Referees, uh, you know, they could be used. They're trained. So a lot of them trained as wrestlers, so they yeah. could be used. Uh, we know a lot that decided not to become wrestlers and just stick to referees. Yeah. Okay, so Drake Wirth is a, a wrestling referee and wrestler. Drake Younger. Doesn't say where he works. I don't know. And then we have one of the most notable, probably, Tommy Young. Is a professional wrestling referee and retired professional wrestler, best known for his time in the National Wrestling Alliance under Jim Crockett Promotions and World Championship Wrestling. No, Dick Worley. They got so freaking. There's no way I think he could be left out of that. Very disappointed in that. <laughs> yeah, I am surprised. I, I almost want to look him up by myself since it wasn't sure. in there. Did, he did I tell you what he said to my wife when he met her? So what? we were at Doc's show, and he, he never met my wife. And I know, know Dick since the day I started. So uh, he comes over and says, Dick, please come over here. You know, I'd like to meet my wife. So he goes, looks at her, looks at me, looks back at her. You're married to this guy? She says, yeah. My condolences. <laughs> like, that's like the best thing you could say to me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think I told you this because uh, his daughter got in touch with me on Facebook. Uh, you know, after his death, and she said, I don't know how, if you know, I think I said this, but I, I'll say it again. Uh, I don't know if you know, but like every time my father came back from the show that you were on, he was like, Oh, that Kyra, oh, that Kyra, such a nice guy. Oh. He, I said, well, Really? I said, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I know we like me, we like each other, we know each other for years, but you can't imagine how much that means to me. She said, He loved you, just like oh. I was like. Man, I'm so I'm so humble. Talked to Dave Davy last night. Too humble for words. Right, right. You go to the cut the cut the banquet and he's looking at the table. It says reserved. I go, What are you doing? Well, it says reserved. I said, 
who who should have this that you shouldn't have it? <laughs> you know, they're very that's how they are. It's, unless you talk to Johnny Rock. Very humble. Very humble guys. Yeah. But yeah, I, th I thought that, uh, you know, I, I learned some stuff about some referees that, yeah. you know, maybe was a little rusty in my brain. So referees play a very big role in this yeah. business. But without them, we wouldn't be able to have the outcome of the match and all yeah, the and in between. So exactly, you don't know they're there so much is actually to their advantage. They're not trying to take away. Right. They have their own their own special position yes. of their own. And uh, for the, the great referees out there, you know, we, we appreciate Absolutely. the great referees that are in the business. And um, I, I hope that you've also learned some stuff yeah. about referees. And in, in how many there were that we would recognize, you know what I mean? Right, right. I didn't know until we started looking how many we've actually been around and worked around and whatnot, but there should have been more, I agree. But uh, yeah. for, for now, we'll just keep it at that yeah. in our tribute to referees here on Wrestling Rewind. So uh, hope you've all learned a lot about it and enjoyed the show. And uh, as every week, please join us back here every Sunday night on at 7 p.m., on the Monty and the Pharaohs YouTube. Yeah, we'll be back here doing wrestling archives on Wrestling Rewind and just bring you back and give you some knowledge and teach you some stuff about the business that you're gonna know and love. So for, for my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, I am Angel Amoroso saying, have a nice night and a nice life. Good night. <laughs>